This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced in the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. Find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. This podcast continues to build on the recent theme of carrots that I've been exploring in my Mail Tribune food section columns, blog posts, and podcasts. It started April 6th with a column that ran under the headline, Carrots, Tops, and All, detailing a trip that my kids and I took to help with a community work party and came home with a bumper crop of overwintered carrots. What to do with all those? I made carrot kraut from the cookbook Fermented Vegetables by local expert Kirsten Shockey. My previous podcast incorporated the kraut as an ingredient in a carrot cake. Don't believe me that that can be good. Go back and listen to that one, which aired also April 6th under the headline Kraut and Cake. Carrot makes this recipe delicious. That's a recipe, of course, that goes well with springtime celebrations. Birthdays, my family has several in April, as well as Easter, of course, which is coming up this week. My recent blog post shared an idea for an Easter side dish curry roasted carrots and fingerling potatoes. I talked about how I like to incorporate global spice palettes at Easter just because my family's traditions aren't real hard and fast. The menu at least has escaped sort of the rigid mentality of Thanksgiving and Christmas. So we can feel free to spin off in a few different directions, whether it's lamb, ham. Of course, I mentioned I like to do lamb with a Middle Eastern or an Indian spice profile, and these curry roasted carrots and fingerling potatoes fit right into that. You can find that post from April 11th under the headline, Curry Carrots, a good match for spring lamb. In this podcast, I wanted to share another couple of ideas for your holiday meal, or certainly other celebrations coming up this spring, or even further down the road, using carrots with sort of the idea of making them a little bit more special. You know, this is more than just carrot sticks or roasted carrots that I'm sharing in this podcast. That includes a recipe for carrot wellington or d'oeuvres, which I posted to my blog last April, April 12th, under the headline, Carrots and Pastry Make Veggie Wellington, acknowledging that this is a great alternative for celebrations where you want to offer a meatless option for people that's still really, really delicious in a fun pastry wrapper. I'm also going to share the recipe from my column that ran on April 6th for spiced carrot chutney. Now you can find that recipe with the column. I actually re-ran that from an earlier blog post in October 2017, October 6th, 2017. That's in my blog archives at blogs.esouthernoregon.com 
forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. And the easiest way to find this one is by selecting from the drop down menu on the right hand side of the page under archives, select October 2017 and page down to the bottom because they're posted in reverse order. Spiced carrot chutney. Both of these recipes, again, are a great way to elevate carrots, just make them a little bit more special. And I'm going to start with the recipe for carrot wellington hors d'oeuvres. This calls for three carrots, eight to nine inches long and one inch diameter, scrubbed and peeled. Two tablespoons extra virgin olive oil, one teaspoon fresh thyme leaves or a half teaspoon dried thyme, coarse salt and freshly ground black pepper to taste, 12 ounces cremini mushrooms that have been roughly chopped, one shallot peeled and finely chopped, a quarter cup dry white wine, one tablespoon fresh tarragon that's chopped, one sheet store-bought puff pastry, and that's most likely from the frozen section, you want that thawed, and one large egg. You can find this recipe easily by typing the term Wellington, W-E-L-L-I-N-G-T-O-N, in the magnifying glass on the right-hand side of the Mail Tribune's website. It should pop right up within the first few hits. It's not that many rooms. <laughs> entries for Wellington. Start carrot Wellington hors d'oeuvres by heating the oven to 425 degrees Fahrenheit. Place the carrots, those three carrots, eight to nine inches long, one inch diameter, have been scrubbed and peeled on a parchment lined baking sheet. Toss them with one tablespoon of the olive oil, the one teaspoon fresh thyme leaves or half teaspoon dried thyme and salt and pepper to taste. Roast in the preheated oven until the carrots are lightly caramelized and a bit wrinkled, and that takes about 30 minutes. Meanwhile, in a food processor, pulse the 12 ounces cremini mushrooms until they're finely chopped. This would also be a great opportunity to incorporate some wild spring mushrooms, including morels and porcinis that are coming up. I don't want to chop those too finely, so you kind of still know what they are, but go easy with the food processor if that's the case. Transfer the mushrooms to a clean dish towel and squeeze to remove as much moisture as possible. Then heat the remaining one tablespoon olive oil in a skillet over medium heat. Add the chopped mushrooms and season with salt. Cook, stirring, until all the moisture is gone and the mushrooms begin to brown, and that'll take about 15 minutes. Add the shallot that's been peeled and finely chopped, and cook until soft for about 8 minutes. Add the quarter cup dry white wine, and cook until the liquid evaporates. Remove the pan from the heat and stir in that tablespoon of fresh chopped tarragon. Taste and adjust the seasonings to your liking. Maybe it needs a little bit more salt, maybe just a splash more of wine, and let that mixture cool completely. Unfold the sheet of the thawed puff pastry and roll out into a 9 by 12 inch rectangle on a lightly floured surface. Turn the long side of the pastry toward you and then cut into three equal pieces, each measuring about four inches by nine inches. Working with one piece at a time, spread two tablespoons of the mushroom mixture over the surface, leaving a one inch border all around. Place one of those roasted carrots in the center, down the pastry's length. You're gonna have one long piece of carrot here. Roll the long edge snugly up and over the carrot, twist the ends tightly to seal, and then cut off any excess puff pastry. Repeat with the remaining two pieces. Place the Wellingtons on a baking sheet, seam side down. 
beat the egg with a tablespoon water and brush that generously over the surface of the pastries. Bake at 425 degrees until golden brown for about eight minutes. Then using a serrated knife, once you've removed them from the oven and let them cool for just a couple of minutes, cut the Wellingtons into one inch slices. So you're presenting each of these slices as a serving and there'll be like some extra bit of pastry at the ends. And this makes about two dozen pieces of carrot wellington hors d'oeuvres. And that recipe was adapted by Tribune News Service from Peter Callahan's Party Food, published in my blog, The Whole Dish, April 12th, under the headline, Carrots and Pastry Make Veggie Wellington. Now for a special condiment to spice up your Easter meal or just other occasions, spiced carrot chutney. And you can find this one in my recent column, published April 6th under the headline, Carrots, Tops, and All. It calls for one pound medium carrots, one small yellow onion, two garlic cloves that have been peeled, one ounce fresh ginger that's been peeled and coarsely chopped, one cup white wine vinegar, two tablespoons yellow mustard seeds, two teaspoons cumin seeds, a half cup golden raisins, a half cup light brown sugar, and one teaspoon salt. Peel the pound of medium carrots, and trim off the tops and bottoms. Grate the carrots on the largest holes of a box grater. This will yield about three cups. Set that aside. Peel the small yellow onion and grate it on the largest holes of a box grater. Set that aside. Using a blender, puree the two peeled garlic cloves with the ounce of peeled and coarsely chopped fresh ginger along with a cup of white wine vinegar on high for two minutes or until that's smooth. Combine in a medium saucepan all the ingredients, that mixture from the blender, the carrots that have been grated, the onion that's been grated, along with the two tablespoons yellow mustard seeds, the two teaspoons cumin seeds, the half cup golden raisins, the half cup light brown sugar, and the teaspoon salt. Bring that mixture to a boil over medium heat and cook, stirring occasionally for about 15 minutes or until most of the liquid is reduced. Remove the chutney from the heat and let it cool to room temperature, then store in an airtight container in the refrigerator for up to one week and serve it at room temperature. That makes about two cups. Although this does use vinegar for preservation, if you're not sure of its acidity, 5% acidity, and it didn't come from a canning book with expert sources such as Ball Blue Book or Putting Food By, this recipe is not one that I would recommend for canning. It's great to just keep on hand again up to a week. You'll probably consume it more quickly than that, particularly if you're going to put it out for your Easter feast. It would be delicious both with ham, with lamb. It's also really, really great on a cheese platter, as well as with sort of Indian-inspired dishes, particularly with rice. And it comes from the book Composing the Cheese Plate, Recipes, Pairings, and Platings for the Inventive Cheese Course, and that's by Brian Kaiser and Lee Friend, published by Running Press, September 2016. 
And you can find that recipe again, my latest food section column published April 6th under the headline carrots, tops and all. Find that one at mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.